All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. As always, we give a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle for being the title sponsors of the podcast. I want to give them some love. 18 locations and counting. It's Friday. You've worked enough for the week. Allow our friends at Oodle Noodle to treat you to something delicious. May I encourage you to try a hot box with double shrimp? Here's your weekend plan. All right. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Tonight, you're on your way home. You're going to order a lot of Oodle Noodle. That's right. Pick it up. You get home. You get Chris Chalmers at a family dinner off your face loaded tonight. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Wake up tomorrow. 1030 puck drop. Eat leftover Oodle Noodle. Watch the Mm -hmm. Oilers. Yep. And you get... Chris Chalmers hammered at 10.30 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, you can have fit at least two, three beers in where you're, we're eating a noodle noodle box for sure. Yep. There you, you go. One while you're heating it up. Weekend's planned. Thank me yeah, later. You have a quick one while you're heating it up. Yep. You have three while you finish the box. Mm-hmm. You have another. One while you walk to the garbage to throw, to throw out the box. Yeah. And yeah. then another one when you put the, your, you know, your cutlery in the dishwasher. Yep. Yep. Right. The old dishwasher beer. Classic. Dishwasher beers. We all got to have them. 
There is something nice about just crushing a cold one while you do like any sort of household chores. You one know? of my favorite beers you can have is in the shower. Shower's great. Yeah. I'm talking like folding laundry. Have something on the TV while you're just folding away, crushing a cold one. That's you an need elite it, man. Beer. You get that. Clo- you get the clothes out of the dryer. They're smoking hot. <laughs> What are you waiting for it? Like, do you stand by the dryer to let it? No, but as soon beeps, as it buzzes, gotta, Rick is there. As soon as it beeps, you got to get up and get it done. Otherwise, it's going to sit in there for two to three days. And it's going to get cold. That's true. Yeah, and wrinkly. And wrinkly, yeah. Yeah, the wrinkly. That's big. the thing. I actually reminds me, I got to take my laundry out of the dryer when I yeah, go. Yeah, you also reminded yeah, me I've got something Monday? in there. It's probably from Monday, isn't no, it? it? Mine's definitely from Monday. See? Yeah, it is from Monday. I actually <laughs> have to put my washing on. Again, because I forgot about it. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> Those are the, get the stale bad. water. That's so, terrible. But luckily, I had more laundry to put on. So I just put it, it back in. And then I just had a double whammy wash. Because you open it up, the, the washing machine, it just stinks. It's got that like yeah. stale water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning Mildew. how to live so, Yeah. And here's, here's a little advice for you. When you put everything into the washing machine, leave the washing machine open for a little while. Let it dry out on its own. Otherwise, that water stinks it up inside. There you go. There's your laundry tips to start off the Friday episode of Weathers Nation Radio. As we do every week, we start off with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Mr. Ram Chuck, what do you got for us today? Here is what I got for you. Last week, I asked you if you would have done the Ryan O'Reilly trade for Noel Achari. And you all sat there and said, yes, I would have spent all the assets to get Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari. We saw another deal yesterday. Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway going to the Boston Bruins for a very similar return. First, second, third, and fifth rounder instead of the first, second, third, and fourth rounder that the Leafs gave up. First, second, and what? First, second, third, and a fifth. Yeah, for, I'll make that trade. For Orlov and Hathaway. No, my question is, Oh, because <laughs> you all said you would also do the O'Reilly trade. So yes. you wouldn't yeah, have was- had, if you were GMs, you wouldn't have had the option to do uh, the Orlov-Hathaway deal. I would have, because I said I wouldn't have done O'Reilly. Um, or I said I'd think about it. Well, hey, now you yeah. can't, ju- you can't, you can't do this. No, I know exactly. Because no, no, we no, can't no. be already having Ryan O'Reilly and now I don't get yeah. to trade. No, for well, my Orlov. question is, if, if we have O'Reilly, Ken's out of the lake already. Yeah. yeah. If you could have pulled the trigger on one of these two, which one would you have rather O'Reilly. Yeah, I would have O'Reilly too. Not a question. Really? Yeah. Dan? I think I would have gone Hathaway Orlov. I I think that Orlov is a defenseman that we need in that kind of build. And then Hathaway is a is a great, great pickup for this team for the bottom six. What would you do, Tyler? I think I would potentially do Orlov and Hathaway. Not potentially. You got to choose one this yeah, time. Yeah, this is like, yep. You've got he two sat, choices. Apparently he sat there on Tuesday and didn't tell everybody exactly what he was thinking. So he can come out on Friday. Yeah. He and and go, Tyler. Oh, I don't know if I was going to take that one. The question I would have for Tyler is, is, is the cost of Ryan O'Reilly what's holding you back? Cause that's what held me back. Yeah. Or no, is it the, yeah, does the, the cost look that bad after his hat check just, the other night? I nope. think I like Hathaway more than I maybe like a Chari a little bit. And I like the idea of adding both to the blue line and the forward group, not just adding two forwards. Hathaway would help you on the PK. Orlov would be a left side defenseman who's better than Brett Kulak. You could run 11 and seven in a really interesting way with Orlov in the mix. I think Orlov actually might have made the Oilers better than O'Reilly would have. See, I think you do the O'Reilly thing. And if you get a Chari too, that really solidifies your forward group. Um, and then you can go out and find another Kulak-esque trade. That's what I agree. I think too, because like... Uh, is Gavrikov going to go for uh, a lot cheaper now, now that... Um, now or are that they still... Move? Yeah, or are they still expecting a first round pick for Gavrikov? You're the insider here. I missed that. <laughs> is Gavrikov... <laughs> oh. uh, the cost for Gavrikov still the same? That's actually so. So if it goes down, <laughs> we could could we not have pulled off the O'Reilly move and then 
picked up Gavrikov on say Thursday. And then my team's better than your team. Okay. But you don't have like, <laughs> my I, guy also scored a hat trick this week. He did. It's true. Gavrikov probably still costs you a first putt plus. So you don't really have that luxury. If you go get O'Reilly to deal another first round pick for another rental. I still got my 24 first. You're trading both first for two rentals. What if I resign one? Yeah. yeah like I think, Kulak. I'd be look, I'd, I'd be seriously talking to O'Reilly to see what, yeah, what numbers sure. we can get him in. Yeah, and, and maybe that changes it. I just, I think the cost on Gavrikov might go down a little now. Frank talked about how, you know, teams looked at how Sherat kind of went down last season. Florida paid a ton to get him and he wasn't that good. And they might be a little bit more hesitant to do something like that. Granted, Boston just paid that price to go get Dimitri Orlov, but they got Hathaway in the deal as well. I think the cost might be falling on Gavrikov, but I don't know if it'll fall enough to get the Oilers interested. I think at least with Orlov, that price, you know where you kind of get him. With Gavrikov, like as a guy who's never played in the playoffs before, a lot of people have probably only heard of him for the first time this season. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So Orlov, I can see why he kind of went for that price. Hathaway, like Dan said, can play a role on the team as well. So, but I still think I would just go with the O'Reilly deal on my end, just because really? I like the flexibility he brings to your forward group. And I think Rick said it. You can go out and grab another defenseman from somewhere for. Whatever yeah, Luke Shannon's still out yeah, there, you if you want or something like that. Yes, oh, I see. Yeah. I, I really like Dmitry Orlov. I was a little bit rattled when uh, when that deal went down because I thought that was a guy the Oilers should have been calling on. Who else do you like? Actually, you know what? I don't want to hear who else you like because yep. everybody you like keeps getting traded. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. Are you the Oilers reverse jinx? Maybe. Or there's the another jinx. guy in Washington I don't mind, and that's is Nick, it Ovi? Nick oh, Jensen. Nick Jensen. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Ovi. He's a ready yeah. too, isn't he? Yeah, but I think he can play both sides. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can play both sides. Right. So you drafted him. The Crusaders. Washington. Ken Holland. Oh. Did he draft him? Oh, yeah. Hmm. He was doing that research last night instead of watching Devin score score. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but anyways, he's a guy. Yeah, he shoots right, but I think he can play the left side. Yeah, you're right, Liam. Was drafted by Ken Holland back in 09. We really Six, don't one, need to play on his offside. I mean, don't no, get me wrong, yeah, it's cool we, if you can, but I think we're pretty much said if you bring me in a lefty or a righty yep. the other side will be sufficient but when you're running 11 and 7 it might be valuable to have a guy who can flip flop play with different partners mm-hmm. give you a ton of different looks jensen has a really good first pass he's fine in his own end i like nick jensen so we'll delete this part of the pod so yeah. this way uh nobody listen to this part yeah. of the podcast we'll bleep out the name of who i'm talking about oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> that's, <what I'm laughs> that's the way to do it mm-hmm. tyler is the jinx he is a problem so the question for you dear listener would you have rather, again, you got to pick. You can't be Tyler and you go, oh, well, I've got a better trade. trade later in the week. I don't know I'll if ask the answer is the O'Reilly trade. I, I want to hear from you. Would you have rather spent those assets to get Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari or Dimitri Orlov and Ola What's his pickle? Hathaway. Because you got to take that lineup from last night. You had O'Reilly, you had Klim, and you had Kane. Yeah. Okay, or you take that lineup from yesterday and you add O'Reilly, or not O'Reilly, Orlov, Hathaway, Klim, and Kane. I like that. I like that. Get better on the blue line. This team needs to be better on the blue line. They got added, man. Looked pretty good last night. I, I, I'm with Rick though. I think that if you got O'Reilly, you could still add to your blue line. I think he's the he's the best player in the group of players we're referring to. No. Until we get Patrick. Orlov is not better than O'Reilly. I think it's a win-win. Depends. I think both trades would benefit the Oilers massively. Mm. Oh, no. I'm, get off the fence, Liam. I'm yeah. on it. I'm right in the middle of it. I'm walking the line. But I like what Rick just said. Well, O'Reilly probably is 
could be the most impactful player. Yes. I think Orlov would bring a lot too. So I think, but I think Orlov impacts the Oilers more. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Why, why do you think it impacts more? While I understand getting a good defensive centerman and I've been on that train for a while, I think having Orlov make life easier for Darnell nurse, give another really reliable partner to one of the righties he could be playing with bumping Kulak down a little bit helping on the penalty kill, all that stuff that helps the Oilers a ton. O'Reilly just feels like maybe a little bit more of a luxury. They need a guy that can win face off. So like, again, it's very close. I will say that I, it, I would have been happy. I would have been thrilled with either of these deals going down. I just think the Hathaway addition also helps you on the PK would make you hard to play against in the bottom six. I like him more than Achari. And again, you're, you have a good forward group already. This forward group as assembled, I think is good enough to carry you pretty far. I don't think this blue line is. So if you gave me the choice of only upgrading one, I think I might do that. I have a question. Yes, I may. So obviously O'Reilly and all of a gun finito. Yeah. Who would you give up that package now? Like for the, the three picks or whatever, plus whatever else it was to get on the market. Like who would you pay that price for now on the market? For everyone, not just Tyler. Everyone else can jump. In. I don't I'm not know good at this I, stuff. I think we're running out of well, options now. Who, who's for that? For that so, like, if you're going to give out a first, then are there's we talking only, strictly rentals? There's only like two guys. Uh, not necessarily. I think whoever's let's just say who's ever on Frank's board. But there's only really two guys out there who could still command that type of a deal, and I think that's Kane and Carlson. And I don't think Kane wants to come. I think we'll be like second or third in his list of, of yeah. teams where he wants to go. It just seems like and he's I go think to the Carlson thing is kind of like floating away, just going to be too expensive and it's really going to handcuff us. To quote uh, Elliot Friedman, one in a million chance that the Oilers pull that off. Mine so would be Timo Meyer. Mm -hmm. Well, well yeah, I'd a, like Timo Meyer that? too. That's a dream acquisition, but is that going to be? Listen, this is all in time. Remember, everyone's been saying for the last couple weeks, all in, all in, but all, all in. in. But all in with a team structure so that we can. Yeah, everyone's just been saying all in. But you have Timo, to go all in. Timo Maya is what, six million? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So if you get the 50% retained, like every other team has done with the deals that we're talking about. Does he have about, term left? No, he's, a, he's an he's, RFA. RFA. So it then be oh, that, they're worried about his art. Yeah, they're worried about so, his cost after. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe just move, try and as a pure rental, again. perhaps. I would trade it yeah. first if uh, it's Patrick Kane coming as a rental. Yeah, I mean, if you could get like to to not to go right back to that, but like to me, if you do that exact same deal with a Timo Meyer, sure. But I don't think San Jose wants to make that deal because they would rather gamble this off season with a. I just got a feeling like Timo Meyer is going to end up in fucking Vegas or something. It's going to drive me crazy. Ooh, they're lurking. Hey, with the moves they've been. That's what I mean. They just moved up. Weber's me too much. We've always been pretty good with them. I don't know who they can add that's going to worry me. One thing I'm a little bit, a little more scared about is what Colorado can add because they have two guys they can put on LTIR, and if it opens up a lot of money. Yeah, they might be a Colorado's going to be good. Um, and then amazingly, Landis Gog and I off the top of my head. Amazingly, Landis Gog will be like, oh, this is the best I've felt ever. And it's you well, know, May 1st or whatever. Yeah, he that's actually, I think that might be, that might be tough to just throw Landis Gog, especially with the style he plays. He's going to be right into the playoffs. He's going to be out there. Yeah. You know, I is. think his style would be better than doing it like to Kucherov. Just really? I think Kucherov needs more timing to his game where Landis Cog doesn't need to be scoring goals. He can do so many different other things out there that you, you don't necessarily need your timing for. Yeah. You just go fuck shit up. See, and I mm -hmm. think Kucherov is like, you know, his, uh, 
he will make an impact on the power play. You feed him pucks, he'll finish it off. But I'm just saying when, yeah. when you're off that long, like your yeah. offense, it takes a little, more, a little more time for your offense to come back. Whereas with, with uh, Linus Cog, he can just it's, do everything. You just go, like I said, you can just go put whoever was in the boards again from behind and not get the, uh, not, and get a holding call instead of the boarding, the five minute boarding call from last year. Not that I remember that at all. <laughs> Jesus. That may uh, be exactly where my picture comes from, by the way. <laughs> Is that a picture on the story? It yeah. might be. That was, I was upset about that one. I went down um, the glass. I got in trouble. When Kadri got hit from behind? No, when, uh, no, when, uh, Landis Cog hit us. Oh. And I think it was, was it Fogel? Or was it a defenseman? I, I can't remember, but it I was like remember. legit right in front of my, uh, right in front of my section. I was, I got in trouble for going to the glass. Mm. Happens. Happens so to the best of us. I the apologize. other thing, like worried about pieces other teams could pick up. Like it sounds like Patrick Kane, yeah, probably going to end up with the Rangers. They're just going to load up. They're, they're going to be ridiculous. if you so, But they're not the best team in the conference right now. <laughs> yes, they are. No, I think they Do are. You think they're well, better than Boston right now? Yeah. If they get Kane, I'd take them over Boston. That guys, yeah, I, I just, that fan base has turned on their goaltending though. <laughs> I've been, Ooh, reading, I've been reading the tea leaves in New York and they are not a fan of their goalies right now. They have like the best goalie in the world. I know they're killing. But Shesterkin hasn't them. had a great year though, has he? I'd still take that guy overall. Oh, I'm not saying seven, I wouldn't. Even I'm though they've had a reverse season. By his own standards. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, sure. But I just get, anyways, the point I'm getting at here, there's Timo Meyer, And then after that, on Frank Saravalli's top 50, there's not really anyone that I would classify as a true uh, Meyer, Kane, Chikrin. Those three outside of those three, there's not anyone else there. I qualify as like, whoa, game changing addition. Yeah. So that means Edmonton, Vegas, all these teams out West. If Kane goes to the East, Meyer goes to the East. Probably we're here in Carolina and New Jersey. There's a chance. No one in the West makes an A plus move. I'm really, yeah, interested, agree to there. I'm really interested to see wherever Chickren ends up. Cause this is dragging on way longer and, and long his prices they- keeps falling. And how can they, they can't, let this drag on even more like that's insane so would you so last i saw is two firsts or equivalent to whatever so yeah. would you do 23 24 first bang bang done they got to take money back so how do you make i just don't know how you make the money work that's fair right because it's got to be pull and another it's got to be almost pull and fogel going out the door to get 4.2 million of chicken in here so how do you sack? What moves do you have to make to make those two go away? It just seems Unless like the Coyotes, well, they need to get to the floor. Well, they can retain some money. In, though, if you brought Chikrin in at what? Four and a half? Yeah, around there. 4.2. So then Pooley is what? Three? And then you'd lose. No, because like Vinny would have to go down. So that's going to be yeah. about 750 just because, or like a defense was going to go down. Petition to get rid of the salary cap. I'm done with yeah, it. I'm yep. in. Enough with this. I'm in. Uh, the billionaire owner, as long as we yeah, have the billionaire owner. As long as we still owner. have Daryl Case as the owner. Yes, sir. So, like, if you could get rid of Pugliarvi and Fogel, you could get Bukestad and Chickren from Arizona, and the money is, it would work for Edmonton. That would have been my answer to your question earlier, Liam, that you started us down this wormhole of, to is get, there a package that you would compare that to, to be able to make that transaction? For Chickren, you're saying, Chikrin, Dan? Chickren and, and Bukestad. Ekholm and Geno. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would be all. Oh, I would, I would like that himself. one too. I might get Janelle by himself if he's available. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading. About what about at home by himself? I would love that dude. 6.25 mil. They need to figure it out. Yeah. Obviously. But like, man, he'd be great. Janelle awesome. came his beard down. per 60 would be sky high. Janelle came back down to earth this season after shooting. Like but it's only 19, his second year, isn't it? Well, he was shooting 19% last year. So that it's natural to come down. 
but he's just been. But he does a lot of things that he's not putting the puck in the yep. net too, right? He's been put into a third and fourth line role by the coach and, and asked. To I think he looks great on a third line here or fourth line here. Yep. But so two questions for you, fair listener. Would you, which package would you have preferred to do the O'Reilly or the Orlov? And then is there anybody else that's still available that you would consider moving along that kind of package to acquire? That's really what we're talking about here. Tyler, final thoughts. I just, I'm starting to get nervous is my final thoughts because we just talked. There's not a lot of impact guys out there and I'm just a little bit worried that shiny object. I think you do. Or do you need someone who's going to quietly come in there and do his job and do his job quietly and nice quietly double five, but there, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like we don't necessarily need that shiny object. We need someone who's going to come in and fill his position with quality game. When do we get our all in move from our all in GM? People are going to hate this, but I think we're better suited next year just because we're not an LTIR. And there's no, it doesn't mean you can't do it right now. I'm just saying you're better suited for next year. We're going to fight you. You're you're better Mm -hmm. suited next year. If you're not on LTIR, now you get a guy at whatever's left on his contract, not his whole damn contract. It just, you can't, you can't hope for next year. Look at, look at Washington this year. No, but you also can't, you can't jump too soon either. But you can't like we're in year eight of Connor's career. Now. Yeah, but it's at not some point Con- we got to fucking get based on pool. Connor's career. Though. We're talking about three. It has years to be. No, it can't be because Holland to be. hasn't been here all time. Still, so to come in and clean shit up. It doesn't matter. That's okay. That's so then we're in year three of Holland to get cleaned up. Okay, but he's been in the playoffs every time. Was in the and in the uh, and in the uh, the conference final last year. So yes, we need to take a step up from last last year. One hundred percent. We need to make the conference final. Bare minimum, I agree. A thousand percent. So I don't think do this that, team currently as it is gets to the conference final. Who's going to stop us? The defense, it just isn't strong. No, what team is going to stop us? The, the Los Angeles Kings. You think the Kings are better than the Oilers right Los now? Los Angeles Kings I don't think, beat you this think team The Kings brought the Oilers to seven games last year. No Arvidsson, what no Doughty. Now they have them both what, and what they got Kevin though? Fiala. What happened though? What, the Oilers won. So the Kings lost. That's serious. Okay, Rick, but why are you talking about almost? Because because of all the reasons. In 1987, we almost lost to the Flyers. I wasn't alive. It didn't happen. You're right, but we we're not worried about almost. But but that's you keep your eyes forward. Don't look backward. You're you looking backward right you're, now. You're saying <laughs> you're you think we'll ever run a race by looking backward. But you're but the, you're you're just counteracting counter contradicting yourself because you, we're we're talking about going all in right now because we just looking forward and you're like I don't know look back because we didn't win. Like, a, like no, I just said this. I just said we might be more suitable next year to go after that big splashy move, just because of the way the contracts work, the LTIR situation. But what if this off season coming up, Ken Holland gets us into LTIR crap again? He didn't get us into LTIR crap. Our yes, guy got hurt and put. Got we knew, put we knew going into the season that we were up against the cap the entire year because of Ken Holland's decisions this off season. I think I'm you gotta go. I think you go in all in this year, and you go all in next year. And you go in the year after that. So I do. Smith left the. He's on LTIR. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're gonna blame that on Holland. No, Clef bombs. I'll blame the two-year contract on Holland. That actually helped Holland. It was a positive thing for him because then he could go and get a goalie. No, but it doesn't help at the, at the trade deadline, though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's but that's why we pay Ken Holland five million dollars and not me. If I'm getting paid five million dollars, Rick, yes, Everybody I expect. Makes the GM I hope seems so easy to. I, I hope you expect of. Rick, after three years of the general manager getting paid $5 million, I don't, I don't think that his job is easy at all, but it's his job. And if he doesn't want to do it, then don't do it. When did he not do it? If we look at the Western this, conference teams that I think we could the handle conference the final last year, but if we go Win through this, deadline, one point away from the, this, if we go through this deadline without a move, Rick, he didn't do his away job. from first place in the division and the conference right now. Yeah. And, and, and we're the not conference. there and we're not there. 
That team, this team is, you We're can't three tell points me this away from the enough. conference from first place in the conference. Yes. And is it good enough to win the Western conference? No, there you go around this room and I don't think, I don't think this four out of five defense is currently gone. set up for the playoffs. And I agree. We need to add it. Colorado addition. could take care of it. Minnesota could Winnipeg could LA arguably could Dallas could, but you're we, sitting there saying you can't see us beating any of those teams. No, of course I can any we given lost. Sunday, but I could also see them flipping it right back and beating the Oilers. Uh, Rick, that team in LA, their goaltending sucks. Eminem's goaltending might be a little. So our goaltending is different than it was last year. I think our goaltending is better than it was last year. Yeah, I think so too. But I'm I just saying, LA is, is better than LA is really year. good, and I don't LA might take anything away from them. I just think they're behind us, so I think we're sure. ahead of them. And I think Smith was really good in that LA series, hundred percent. And so I don't think that that's like that's not to me that like if you say Campbell and Skinner is yeah a small increase. The team isn't better than than the Arvidsson replacement. The Edmonton Oilers this year are better than the Edmonton Oilers last year. I don't know if you can say that. Liam, I just did. Break the tie. <laughs> um, I think we undervalue how good this team is, but no, I'm not saying there's not areas that the team needs to get better, which have just been addressed in that conversation of the defense. But also when we list off all those teams, you could beat the Oilers. Feels like we're not factoring in that we have Connor McDavid and Drysdale and healthy. Kane's not been on the team all healthy, season. Healthy, Leo. healthy, Leo. Healthy for now. Donnell Nurse hasn't wasn't healthy in the playoffs last season, and this blue line minus Duncan Keith got them to a conference finals. Okay. Duncan Keith's not here anymore. I, minus Duncan. Nobody Keith. liked him anyways last year. So I think the Oilers need to get better this season. I don't think it necessarily has to be the flashiest player in the world. Mm-hmm. We just listed. There's not many left. But they need to go out and find upgrades for this team. And I think that's very apparent. If they don't go out and spend everything to go and get a Chikra and a Kane or a Timo Meyer, but they go out and get three pieces that make them better, then I'm not sure what the argument is as long as they improve. Yeah, like I'm not sitting here saying this is the team we need to take into the playoffs. Yeah. But I'm also saying that we don't need that big shiny object to add to our lineup. If we can get some quality quality players to play 13 minutes in that third line, another quality Kulak type of player to play on the defense. I think we'll be a lot better than we were last year. I think we're seeing right now what this depth, when the Oilers have depth scoring, how dangerous they can be in some games. And we're seeing that now because the depth scoring has shown up. Mm-hmm. If you add a, a middle six depth. guy and yeah. a mid a pairing defenseman, that's then kind of, and that's kind I of think what I'm saying. Right up there is one of the elite in the Western conference. And that's kind of just what I'm saying. But those are both things you're gonna have to pay a lot to get. But I, sorry, I think what I'm trying to say is like if they don't go get a Chikrin or a, someone like that, I'm not disappointed as long as they do something. Like yeah, Nick Jensen, for example, second in Nima yes. line in for a guy like Nick Jensen. Sure, and then you got to go give up. I don't know next year's second. Do you still have it? I think the Bukestag yeah, might, might be a might be an addition if you can get the Jensen for uh, that price. A Bukestag in there. I'm starting to sour on Bukestad as a difference maker. He can be your Derek Broussard ad this year that you give up a sure. fifth for. See, I don't know, but he, has a, he doesn't have to be a difference maker per se. He just has to be better than what we have right now. I'm not and sure if Derek, Derek, I'm not sure Nick Bukestad is better than Derek Ryan. It depends on what Derek Ryan, I guess we're Isn't talking about. Isn't he tall, Derek Ryan? Is that uh, what you call him? Yeah, That's what Tyler really Mulek calls him all the time in the live show, yeah. I, you need to aim higher than that, in my opinion. You need to spend at least a second rounder plus on a D-man and at least a second rounder plus on a forward. And those are impactful players. You're not just looking for a But guy. they're not the shiny object that I was talking about. Yeah, right? I, I, well, okay, yeah, like they're not Jensen's, Patrick Kane. Jensen's not the shiny object. Orlov would not have been a shiny object. 
What? I don't I think to the typical fan all of what have been the shiny objects. No, there's either. no chance he would have I been. Think, I think when I th- I think for us, I I would like all of. I think he would be. But yeah, we talked about that yesterday. I think like the superstar names that are out there are what people are really glamoring for. My point is, if you don't get them, it's not a bad thing as long as you make yourself better. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think the cost of acquisition is what kind of determines it for the fans as to whether sure. it's a big splash or not. I think that I think that the two player transaction, like we saw with the Boston, and then who was the other team that did that too? Minnesota. Yeah, oh, uh, Minnesota was involved. The third, they were the third team in both. It was Toronto and St. Louis. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. Where you're picking up a couple of players, you're kind of trying to address a couple of things, and then that's where I think it becomes Minnesota eight splash seventy five percent of his contract yesterday. Twenty five. I thought they picked up twenty. Then who picked up the other part? Well, yeah, because fifty was retained by Washington, and then fifty by and and then 50 of the 50. So 25. <laughs> For a fifth rounder. For a fifth yeah. rounder. What was the dollar amount then in that? Because we were talking about that on Tuesday. What's the year? I think he was at 6 million, wasn't he? He was 5.1. So oh, close. Cut it and cut it. It's two. Seven, there's 1.25 or something like that. Yeah. It, was a, it was what a fifth rounder costs or vice versa? Yeah, it's all related to the real money. But yeah, if fourth or fifth rounder, if you want money retained, is basically the going rate. It's how funny much, how Minnesota's adding I was gonna salary say. without adding players to a team that's in. I was trying playoffs. to figure that too. Like, are they picking up picks to try and move some of their cap space next year when they get real fucked? <laughs> like or is that two bad. years like from it's now? Not even bad right now. <laughs> no, right now it's six point three still for each Paris and Suter. So it is twelve point seven in dead space. It jumps to fourteen point seven for the next two years after this. But they have <laughs> that's insane. They have like. Eight, they have $8.9 million right now in cap space. Um, so they could keep doing this hypothetically. Do they have someone on the LTIR? I thought they were like right up to it. Yeah, I thought they were kissing the cap. How is this happening? Um, they have Jonas Brodine on normal IR. No, they have a lot of cap space. Oh. They aren't dealing in LTIR, right? So they've been accruing or whatever they say too. Maybe the storyline was just, oh, they have to take all this money. And I just assumed they were crammed up against yeah. it. That's what I thought too. Like, I was just like, I don't understand how this sense. works. I'm like, when does the Parise and Suter thing hit? And like the math on that is bananas. Like, I don't even understand it. They, they had to send somebody down yesterday to activate all of onto their roster, which I thought was funny. For like, he obviously got called back up today, but for like that one day, yeah. they had to drop... I, uh, Be- Beckman or Backman or something yeah. like that. They had to send him down. Old David Beckham. <laughs> David Beckham. A week from today, trade deadline day. So we're going to be having some more arguments for the next week about what the others may or may not do. But on deadline day, Tyler, what is happening with the fine folks at Daily Faceoff? 10 o'clock mountain. We go live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. So if you aren't subscribed to that, head over there like right now. Pull over if you're driving and go subscribe to the Daily Faceoff YouTube because there's a ton of good Frank Saravalli content on there. Uh, we're going live 10 a.m. Mountain until 2 o'clock Mountain, which is an hour post do deadline. Do we get the Frank Saravalli ISO cam again? We do get the Frank Saravalli ISO cam and I'll be there. And Mike McKenna and Nick Alberga and Pete Blackburn from Bally Sports. Um, Jay Rosehill will be kicking around. It's quite the crew we have assembled for this live show. Daily Faceoff Live Trade Deadline Edition is going up next Friday, like Tyler said, at 10 a.m. So, will there be like food food? in here? Like, are we gonna like cater this? So, if I come in at like 10 a.m. and sit out there and eat muffins all day? Yeah, Maddie said we're getting snacks and like all kinds of stuff. So, TVs on, and we'll have all the TVs on. We'll be watching Tyler. I'll be smashing my face against this door right now. We have an ISO cam on Frank's phone. Can you should? You just got to read his notifications all day. We should. I don't see why not. Notifications. Yeah. Not going to hurt anything. 
Yeah, come on. See names show up. Yeah, does Vincent big, Coates, is, does big Bob go back to TSN for today for that day? Uh, I have no idea. Can we get a Can we get a hold of his phone? You know what I want to know? Talking about TSN's cap hit, like what does it take to get old Bobby on the old panel these days? He's not doing a lot. Seven not cheap. digits. Yeah, bet you the Minnesota Wild can't even afford to <laughs> keep half of that salary. <laughs> like I haven't even I haven't seen him in a minute. He, was he, does, he only does he does, he does World Juniors draft free agency and I love it. Margaritas, bless him, and Margs. Hey, and Margs. pushing. Yeah, you can come in here have a couple of cans of the Bobby Margaritas. Like I wonder if he well. parts. Uh, I would negotiate part of the deal where he's on the panel and he just gets to stack up some Margs in front of him. And he has to wear a Hawaiian shirt the entire yeah, day. Yeah, Bobby oh, Margarita. Be, uh, I think they're like, Come hey, on. listen, do your stack the cans under the desk there. We want to keep a little bit professional I'm still here. Stands up, no pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not short stay, just no pants. Yep. Fuck it. He's <laughs> retired, man. Announces the trade. The pants went away. And what came back? He's like, oh, I've got some breaking news under the desk here. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've also got, you're running out of time as well. If you want to come to Toronto with us on March 10th to 12th, there is two spots available nationgear.ca. Go check out the details on that. We are staying at the Royal York hotel downtown. We are watching the game in a gondola suite. It's going to be great. And as we learn today on Oilers nation every day, we also will be welcomed by Mike pinball Clemens. Pinball Clemens coming on the trip to Toronto. <laughs> Hot damn. Wow. Yeah. And if you grab one of the last spots, he's your roommate. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Wow. It's heard, true as well. I yep, heard it totally if he smiles, true. it wakes you up. Exactly. Uh, also, thank you to everybody that reached out. Uh, there are no more game tickets available, so stop emailing me. Thanks. Yeah. Or just keep emailing Dan, but like <laughs> recipes and whatever. Yeah, right. that works. Pictures of your feet. Dan yes. likes it. <laughs> Love pictures of feet. That's- Nationgear.ca. Go get on those last two spots. I promise you, you're going to want to come on this trip. It's going to be great. Hang out with pinball. Right? That's off. Probably. <laughs> 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 All right. This past week, there's been two wins for the Edmonton Oilers. Very different wins, though, Dan. <laughs> First 40 minutes against the Flyers on Tuesday were rough frustrating third period boys turned it on, ended up closing it out for two win, just as I predicted last night though, in Pittsburgh, just a total and complete shit kicking of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Dan, what do you make of the difference between those 57 two minutes worth? Well, the, yep. Are you trying to play some impromptu word association here? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, the last time we played the Philadelphia Flyers, I said that I felt like there was a certain tinge of John Tortorella is afraid of this Edmonton Oilers team. And that game, I saw it through and through that, that trap was unreal. It, it felt was Minnesota wild of the two thousands esque. They had like one guy kind of attacking yeah. and four back. Like, There's a system to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. If you do not have, if you can't go run and gun with them, if they're, if you're a, an, a, a team like them, then there's a system out there. Yep. That the Oilers need to figure out how to beat that trap. system. Yep. And I promise LA you. LA plays it too. Yeah. And I promise you, it's not spending five guys as wide as they were, as far apart as they were in the first two periods of that damn game. Yep. Those guys were not even the same area code as each other. You're talking about the others? Yes. Yeah. They don't support each other with the puck at all, no. especially when they're trying to navigate just that garbage in the middle. Like you stay close, make feels, bang, bang, pass, chip it at past the defenseman, get the fuck in there. It feels Flying like five one man teams coming into the zone. Liam, two very different wins this week. First against the Flyers. It was a slog until the third period. What do you make of just the difference between those two wins? The difference was I fell asleep in one. Mm-hmm. Which one? Philadelphia. Did you actually fall asleep during the game? I felt like it. 
Okay. Um, but you could just see, I think in the third period, it almost felt like they were kind of pissed off a little bit that this was going their way. And then I think they took that straight into the Pittsburgh game as well. And like, not pissed off in the sense we've seen them when Kane and Clem are in the lineup and they're trying to beat everything of that moves, but in the sense of like, all right, we're just going to absolutely good for this. dominate this ridiculous, you. Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened. McDavid, you could see the emotion on the goal he scored against Philadelphia where he banked off the guy. Just kind of feel the frustration leave his body a little bit. And then you saw it again in Pittsburgh where he's like, you know, we celebration right after. He's like, okay, good. I feel like this is almost a different Conor McDavid these last two games. There's last, I guess, four periods more than Yeah, he's now into playoff mode. Why don't some guys like do the same thing? Yamamoto hasn't scored since 1987. He pops out one last (laughs) night and it looks like he scored 67 goals this year. Like, like there was no emotion in the dude. Yeah. Like I want to see some. I want to see some joy. That's why I see some I anger too. when they're fucking getting knocked around. And you have and you have something to, to to feed off of to try and get your way out of the deficit. What was the game this season when it was Dylan Holloway scored that one from like the high slot and you could see he was just yeah so he was so fired up. up. And yeah. I think you called it out on that one. I think Drysad got one that game too, and you could just see they were just like so excited to score and yeah you want to see that and like, obviously you're not gonna see it every single night sometimes like they didn't even do the flyby on Nugent Hopkins goal they just went to the bed and then that one I like, kind so of that one I get it was, it was one, done really. by now. like Devin, but Yamamoto like you banged home a, a big goal garbage goal I love him it's a, where you need to be it's creating extra space it's your first and forever your first since you've been hurt like there should be some outward emotion there like, like when Devin Shore scored, scored. Oh, thank Devin you Devin Shore scored yes. and he was pumped yeah he should be first goal that in 41 games really good if that line's played this well all year. One of us in this room, however, did not watch Devin score. Makes no sense which one either. So ironic, really, isn't it? He's probably, I, I still don't know what you're doing. He I does have one content. goal since Elliot Friedman called him Drew Shore. I was making, <laughs> I was making my paycheck <laughs> is what I was doing. I was doing an interview Allegedly. on my in new opinion. show. Which is what? Extra time of Liam Horbin. There you go. But Check if it you're out wanting to follow podcast. Liam on Instagram. Oh yeah. Specifically. I need a hundred followers so I can do some is that cool what it is? stuff. I'm just assuming. I've done everything else. <laughs> doing a drive for a hundred. <laughs> and then if it's not a hundred, he'll do a drive for 200. Let's see how good get we can get close you can get. What is the handle that we need? Liam dot. Horribin dot pods. Oh, we short, need to work on that handle. short name, but I couldn't think of anything else. And I, <laughs> either way, it tells you exactly what it is. It does tell you that. Yeah, he's so, he's selling pods to you. Mm-hmm. Different Tide pods. Rent. It's yeah. with Liam's put them in your love mouth. of Tide pods. They are delicious. These yep. pods go in your ears. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. This one goes in your laundry. <laughs> we should film a little promo like that. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Soon my, my pods. So I was making content and all of a sudden my phone is just bzz, 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 just blowing the entire up. shore like, family what messaging is going him on and it endless people what was the first like, thing that came score. to mind you had to have realized your phone's going off like that what? like hey what did what did Devin shore just do i i wasn't really sure to be honest because uh-huh. the notifications i <laughs> and then i like opened up so there's no way this guy just scored and i'm sat down in my basement with no heat freezing to death and Devin scores banging him in but he's dangerous from that spot there's a hell of a there. pass from pooley too yeah, hell of a pass from that line has been playing really well last they played really really well and going simple, back to simple hockey exactly simple hockey and to Devin shore's credit since being recalled this 900th time he's played really solid gregor wrote about it the other day on oilersnation.com he went down to bakersfield played five games got two goals three assists a little bit of mojo all of a sudden he's coming back up picked up a big assist in his first game big goal last night come on 
Guys fired up. And Tyler said this on Oilers Nation every day today. You got to give him some credit for maintaining a positive attitude, even though he's yo-yoing back and yeah, forth all season. It's kind guy. of what you get. It's kind of what you get out of a player like that in this point of his career, where he knows he has to go up and down. But it's good on him for keeping that positivity on him. And obviously, he's a big part of the room. Was, uh, sorry, I was going to say he was on. He did an interview with Gregor the other day, and he just basically said he's like just wants to be around the team and be a good positive person around it like yeah. you can be guys who go down there and they just slog it out and like, I forget oh, who said it I like, forget who said it, he's like, I get paid to play hockey yeah yeah great I think that's similar to what he was kind of saying yeah way. like a he's thousand like, percent like my job is to wake up and play hockey yeah. you know what the others not gonna have very many bad days probably have had like people like oh they're dragging him around it's like first of all they've 100 percent had a conversation with him and he knows the situation he yeah. knows where he's at you can fly me back to it you can fly me to it Baco and back 17 times a week. If I get that same paycheck. Exactly. Sure. Tyler, wrap it up for us. The difference between the two games. what do you notice? Two wins, two different wins. Yeah. I didn't like against Philly that they just didn't adapt. Right. Like if you get shut down for the first mm-hmm. period, how are you not sitting there in the room and like, okay, here's what we need to do differently. Instead of just going, well, let's keep beating our head against the proverbial cement wall and like yeah. hoping something changes against Pittsburgh. They didn't start that well, but I give them credit for just kind of, pulling up the bootstraps and getting to work, right? Like throwing pucks on that. It just looked like such a different team than we saw against Philly, which is frustrating as well because they have not been good on home ice this year. And I think that game against Philly was almost a prime example of why trying to be too cute, not doing the difficult things, right? Working around the perimeter a lot, not wanting to get to the middle of the ice. And then they get on the road against Pittsburgh and they're like, oh shit, we should try going to dangerous areas, right? Leon did say in an interview with Gene yesterday on the ice that him and Connor maybe get oh, cute, too cute sometimes too. They Those are. are his own words. They yeah. are. Like, and they do. When those two play a simple game, they're unstoppable. <laughs> it's simple. And Pittsburgh... <laughs> Saw it last like, night. Like Connor's, like Connor's first goal. Yeah, simple little put the well, puck on Well, yeah, so well, let's talk about that for a second here because I want to get to the milestones here next is I still, I've watched the replay a bunch of times and I still don't know how he had the space. There was like a credit card worth of room to shoot at. And he knew what he was doing. Banks it off the back of Jari's head or whatever. Amazing goal. Amazing. That's, he, that's like he, he went, he skated down there at a million miles an hour, got close, said, Oh, if I just, if I just bang it off his head net and put it off the back of his back and it'll fall in. It's like I wrote in the wrap up last night. Connor basically scored from the parking lot and just ding right off the head. <laughs> I, I feel like we talk about this like once a month, we just kind of like wax poetic about Connor, but it just, it just bears repeating every single time. I just had this conversation with my parents the other day, like we are watching Connor McDavid decide to become the best goal scorer in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Just decided it. Yep. In it on a whim that he's shooting. I know Rick, I know no, no, what, there. what is, what did Austin get for goals last year? Uh, yeah, 62, 60. 62. Oh, it's so right in that, right in that conversation. But like, just you, like if you were given the opportunity to go back in time and watch every one of Wayne Gretzky's games that you could watch, you're going to do it. Yep. You're doing that with Connor McDavid yep. right now. Like we are in the times to be watching. And to that point, unbelievable. Jay Woodcroft said the exact same thing post game last night. He just said, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, you're watching a guy at the top of his game 
do yep. his thing. And, and, and like, by the way, like the Connor McDavid move on the defenseman of Philadelphia there, where he just walked through two of them, just kind of casual <laughs> and, and like, no, no more are we doing this. Like Connor McDavid is unreal. It's what were those two defensemen doing? It's like, they're trying to defend the greatest player in the league. That's what they're oh, doing. I loved the reaction at Rogers place. When he did that, everybody just went, Whoa, it was unreal. <laughs> but then they stand up cause they're waiting for a goal to come next. You were yeah. Anticipating. Yeah. The goal, you you yeah. do hope something great finishes off but you almost I, assume at this point you do i've did, actually made a rule for myself a, a while ago maybe only in the last month that when mcdavid does something i like have to do something like i like i appreciate it i guess you have way. to make like a peanut like, butter like, and jam sandwich he writes a little make note. sure i know he writes your dear connor that play at this time <laughs> of the game was sure incredible i really enjoyed and I, it and then i rank it on his power ranking <laughs> that's coming, that's coming <laughs> it would be July. interesting to almost like we should almost do that just as a one week exercise where there's a couple of games where we just have like a little McDavid notepad and just write out things that we notice as he does. And then it's on true. Friday, we'll just read them out or something. We should get it. One of our interns to watch all of his games ever and do that for us. That's a good idea. Yep. Was you got i uh, I've got some, I've got a project for you. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a few minutes. All right. So this past week, again, two wins against the flyers and the penguins, but three big milestones. Well, kind of four, actually Connor McDavid hit 800 points, which is amazing considering he hit 700 points. Not that long ago Yesterday, in this same season, <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, exact same play. He gets to 700 points. It's just, of course it had to happen that way. The, after the game, they took the picture both together, holding the puck. It's yeah. like, of course it had to on that same goal. Ryan Newton Hopkins had a career high with 70 points. And then last night against the penguins, couple of points for my dude. He hits 600 points. So three big milestones for the Oilers this past week. 50th career goal for Devin score as well. Four big milestones for the Oilers. Exactly. This week. When Connor hit the milestone earlier this year, were we not saying that we wished it happened on the same goal as another milestone that game? I, yeah, I feel like they were, uh, they, they, were got both, it like the same they were both on the cusp yeah. of a, of a, it was like, it was yeah, like, same, it was an assist one. Goals I think. or assists. Yeah. yeah I, don't something. Know what I think we all got an assist one. Sorry. Just but just I thought of it's pretty amazing. Those three dudes are just really lighting it up this year. Connor's an absolute. He's, he's I don't even know what to describe. I don't Extra have a vocabulary strong enough. He's the UFO they've been looking for for a long time. He's it's the just one. like the original Matrix movie where Neo discovers that he is the one and he starts seeing the world in code. That's just what I imagine <laughs> that. That's what I imagine Connor sees hockey as. <laughs> <laughs> the NHL just put out a, they just put out a graph of the points of the great ones uh, over their career as they've progressed. And Connor is just tucked in right behind Wayne, right ahead of Ron Francis and Yarmie Auger. He is the fifth fastest player to hit 800 points in NHL history. Unreal. Coombsy wrote an article at Oilers Nation. It was funny. People were shitting on Cam, but like the math actually worked a little bit. He's like, could Connor realistically get close, if not get to a thousand points next year. Or he'll be close for sure. He'll be close. Uh, What's he at right now? He just hit uh, 800 to 80, whatever. No, 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 sorry. What's he at for the season right now? 109. Uh, 109. So, so I think he's projected at last I heard this morning was 153. So called another 40 points. So that means 160 next year. Get some. So like it'd be tough. I'm not betting against him. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now, but he could possibly put himself in the neighborhood of a thousand points next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, he will put himself in the neighborhood of in the neighborhood for sure. He yeah. will be, do we guess nine, 
970, I'm interested to see how he finishes this season because we're coming up on what are traditionally the two most productive months of his season every single time. <laughs> if he's got another gear on top of what he's doing already, I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be hammering over one and a half points with our friends at Betway every single night, no matter what the odds are. It's just going to come in Minus assists. 220. He's still going to keep scoring at the clip he's been scoring at. So it's just going to come from 46 goals assists. now. Yeah. Career high for Connor. Just needs some more people to find to get those helpers. 50 on Monday. The last we got the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow at 1030 AM. He might hit it tomorrow. <laughs> Liam, when was he supposed to hit a hundred? I thought he hit it against Ottawa with 70 minutes second, gone in the second in the period. Second period. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought it was over with. Um, so his actual 100th point would have been that first point against, wait, no, the second point against the Rangers, right? We were all wrong though. So I'm going to yes, delete yeah. the part of my Who prep sheet. Closest? So it would have been whoever was last. So it would have been bag milk who said second period against, oh no, sorry, Dan, who said third period against Ottawa. I also said third period against Ottawa. I said second. Well, so we would be right. We came close. Sucks to Price, suck. Price is right rules wins every time. The what? other two things that we made predictions on that we I'm still looking at in the sheet are Pugliarvi's trade return and who <laughs> plays the first playoff game between the pipes. Wow. What did we say on that one? Out on of curiosity. One, one of either Skinner or Campbell. One. Yeah. Uh, me and you said Skinner. Everyone else said Campbell. Well, I'm yeah. flipping right now. I'm well, you can't. That's too bad. It's locked in. You can't change that. Hey, locked you in. flipped. You Hey, if you can change trade, trade proposal, whatever, whatever, in the span of the same week. Mm, can we make, days. So, sorry, how many goals does McDavid have now? 46. 46. Okay, let's do a one for that. He's on pace for 64. And Matthews, by the way, had exactly 60 uh, last year. But McDavid on pace for 63.9. Oh, Wow. I, that whole city's got to unplug their radios, their internet. If Connor comes out and scores more goals this year than Austin's <laughs> ever scored in a season, that whole city's going to have to go dark. Well, and, and I, will, have. I will, I will have paper airplanes. I start firing that way. I'll use <laughs> snail mail. Snail. How many goals is Connor McDavid finishing the year with? Oh, wait, Rick? No, that's not the one I wanted oh, to okay. do. Sorry. Oh. I wanted to do when he scores like his 50th goal. goal. Also, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has more goals than Austin Matthews. Thank you. This year. I like the, uh, the question Monday. you asked though, Tyler, we should do that after. Let's do both. Yeah, let's do both. So Why not is, both? This is the next. I think we should do both. Few games. Okay, so he is at forty-six goals right now. Liam, what does the schedule have for us? Oh, Columbus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Boston Monday. Toronto Wednesday. Jets. Jets. Sabers. Bruins. Jets. I'm, I'm going to say I, I'm first. I'm selfish. He gets fifty on Wednesday against the Leafs, and we're going to have so much fun with it. Yeah, I like that. I'm Wednesday, gonna, March 1st against the Leafs. That's my pick. You're saying Bagnell, March 1 versus Toronto. Okay. Yep. Monday, Who's next? Monday, Boston. So he needs four goals. Monday, Boston. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad. Because he wants to. That's why. I want him to hit 60, obviously. But I want it so bad to stretch out that he gets his 50th when you guys are in Toronto. So bad. But that's eight games away. So Why I just, can't he get like, his 60th? True. <laughs> could True. Be, yeah. If he gets his 60th win, we're in Toronto. I'm throwing pinball out of the, <laughs> out of the suite and onto the ice. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets on the fourth. Okay. Yes. Uh, March four versus Winnipeg. That I'm is a go, Saturday. Tyler, you're up. I'm going to say Friday against Winnipeg. March three. March 3rd, Winnipeg. deadline day. 
Well, I got to hitch my wagon to somebody here because he's going to score before that. So I'm going to guess the first game with the Jets. After. So that is Friday, Friday the third deadline day. Yeah. That means one, two, three games. He's going to get, he's going to go three I, games without scoring four goals. Something tells me the Boston game is going to be tight. He just went four games without scoring a goal. Yep. Yeah. He's pissed I off. I was thinking he'll yeah. get two between Columbus yeah. and Boston, whether it's two yeah. against Columbus or one in each game and then one against Toronto. And then he'll get one more against Winnipeg. He's going to keep some sort of a streak going, but so wait, what was your pick Tyler? Friday against Winnipeg. Tyler What's yours? Rick? Deadlined again. Monday, Boston. Monday, Boston for Rick. He scores two on, he scores two or three tomorrow. All game Monday. They're going to be feeding him the puck. Yeah. They'll probably play Leon with him again. Is it at home Monday? Yes, it is. And then how many goals will Connor McDavid finish the season with? (laughs) 62. 65. Well, hang on. How many many games do we have left? (laughs) 22 games left? Yeah, twenty three. Twenty three games over. left. So, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sixty two. Yep. And he has forty six right now, so that would make it eighteen goals. I'm gonna say sixty four. It's exactly what he's on pace for. He'll just keep riding at this pace. I'll go sixty. I'll change my answer. Sixty five seems unrealistic. Sixty nine. Why not? Yep. Nice. Sixty five. Let's go. Liam is the low one. Whoop whoop. Liam hates Connor. Connor. Liam's betting against Connor. He's probably no, not even no. watching that game when he scores no, either. No. <laughs> None right. of that. Liam I'm doesn't believe in Connor McDavid. That. That's the title of the episode. Mm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Liam Horton right. Hodds doesn't like Connor. We've, uh, <laughs> we've gone along. We've gone a long ways here, so we quickly got to stop down for an ad. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was going to say, if you try and cut this podcast off, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> you could just leave. That's what I'm going to say. All right, let's get to ask the idiots. We have got one, two, three, four questions. Let's rip through them really quickly. No, they're not betting questions. If you want to do some betting, you go check it out at our friends at Betway. Provided that you are of legal age and you can bet responsibly. Got it? 
If you too want to win some money on betting under 70.5 shots, just like I did last night, Betway is the place to do it. Thank you. I was sweating the last two 68 shots last night. All right. As the idiots, Dan is right in front of me. So you are first. This one comes in from Blake with Nuge seemingly finally getting the respect he deserved around the league. It made me think of Oilers who never really did or didn't get enough respect. So what player or players doesn't have to be an Oiler past or present. Do you think did not get the credit they deserved? The easy one on the forefront of my mind, just because he was tweeting this morning is Rob shrimp. I uh, loved Rob shrimp growing up. Thought he was a great player and just didn't ever get any runway with the Oilers or the Islanders or anybody really in the league. Rick is before his time. Who didn't get enough love? Alesh Hemsky. Oh man. Great ding, pick. Ding, ding. Great pick. Thank you. I was going to say he was for years. The only like we have a sign from Rex all place that Zach got today at Rex all place. I just think of how many nights I was in that building and he was the only reason to watch <laughs> for yep. a long time. Tyler, who didn't get enough First love? off the ice? Yeah, Hemsky was my Oilers pick. Uh, so I'll go outside of Edmonton for mine. Can I say that Rick Nash would be considered one of the greats <laughs> if he would have just gotten lucky to not be drafted to Columbus? Of course, you go to Columbus, guy. Yeah, Columbus right? guy. But like if Rick Nash would have gotten, if he would have been like drafted by the New York Rangers and yeah. like had a bunch of playoff success, I think we would look back at him as like the power forward star of that era. But he was just in a shit brand new market and never got a chance to play in the playoffs. If he would have been drafted and developed by the Bruins, we'd be like, oh, my God, like there was a six year one. Rick Nash was the best player in the league. When he, he was a quality, when he was on a quality team with Team Canada on it, he was one of unreal. the best. He was, he was great. Incredible. Yeah. Some Anyways, of the goals he scored in his there's career. There's that one where like, they're like hanging off of him. Yeah. He was a bit of a glass cannon, though. He was made he was. of glass. He so. got hurt a lot, but yeah. still, I just think him with some talent around him, man, we would have looked at that guy differently. Yep. Liam, you got a player who didn't get enough love? Um, the Hemsky one was good. That was what I was going to say. I'm going to say one, and I'm only going to say this because he's been brought up in the office numerous times, if he's a Hall of Famer or not. I'm going to say Tim Thomas. I think Tim Thomas. Like the goalie. Really. Yeah. He won it all. And he's not a Hall of Famer. He'd like two. It, that though is a Hall of Fame debate. And Coombsy and I had a baseball debate centered around this the other day. Of do you Tim Thomas? No, around <laughs> Hall of Fames and peak versus longevity. Because Thomas had a great peak. Jose Bautista had a great peak, but they just didn't have the longevity to be Hall of Famers. Yep, I think that's the argument Ooh. from. I say one at all. It's an interesting argument. So you know who I'm going to say? He took so much shit for the contract he signed once I upon a time. Yeah. He was a captain in this franchise. Yeah. He played in all situations. That poor son of a bitch did more tours of that arena before it was built than pretty much anyone. Didn't even get a play in it as an Edmonton Oiler. Sean Horkoff gets my pick. I'll give you one extra one too. It's uh, people are going to hate it, but it's Kevin Lowe. Oh, that's a hundred percent accurate. Uh, yeah. Outside the eighties, hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Kevin Lowe as a player is a legit like you're, you're so right. hundred percent. Cause people think about Kevin Lowe, the, I know a thing or two about winning guy, you know, <laughs> by the way, arguably one of the, we're getting a close to the trade deadline, arguably one of the greatest run of trades. Any Oilers GM has ever made was in 2006 when Kevin Lowe was taking swings. Those additions was spot check a shiny move. I don't think spot check would be considered a shiny. Yeah. I he was only a second. Samsonov would have been a shiny move. Samsonov was a big. Well, no, was he? I was not really. He was a first rounder, wasn't he? Spotcher. Yeah, like he was. Spotcher, or no, he was a Spotcher second went, rounder. He was actually Spotcher the Lucic pick. Spotcheck went for a second. That's great. Spotcheck was a cannon. 
He, he like he fit in perfectly where we needed him. Dicky Tarnstrom wasn't Dicky T shiny. fit in. No, Dark Tarnstrom. But you know who was the shiny object? Destiny in a second. So there were assets along with that second. You know who was the shiny object that year? Was Roly. Because he was the yeah. first round pick that they traded yeah. for him. So he was oh, in the shiny. Took a little shiny. And Rick doesn't want this team to go all in. Look what happened last time they went all in. <laughs> Liam, what do you want to say? <laughs> Would Phil Castle be one of those guys too? But underappreciated for what he's actually done for how long he's. I think been. he just gets a lot. I think he's appreciated. He just gets a lot of stupid hate on him. Yeah. He likes hot dogs. I like watching. I fun. love hot I dogs, by the way. By playing oh. in Toronto. He it, got, if I had a hot dog right now, I would crush it. <sighs> no problem. I might go to Costco on my way home. What do you think I about think that, Rick? I think you should probably get two. I think a guy like Matt Sundin, maybe. Nah, but he was in. I Toronto. think of him as a Canuck yeah, tough and though. a Canuck but only. It. But see, I think that the Toronto <laughs> thing maybe like made him. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. It, yeah, I'm trying to think of trying to think of guys that were like good, but never considered to be great. Question number two, uh, by the way, if you have some picks that we're missing here and you're listening to this, hit us up Owen radio podcast or email Dan at a <laughs> uh, question number two. We're reversing the order. Liam, you're up first. Here we go. Oh man, this one's dumb. Okay. <laughs> if social media was a thing in the days of Wayne Gretzky, would oh, he dear. get the same media positive negative attention that Connor does now whenever he does anything? In short, how do you think social media would view and present Gretzky and any other players from that time if it was a thing? I'll just go ahead and answer. They'd all be looking like shitheads because they were shitheads. Yep. Are we talking about what they were doing on the ice? And are they with No, nobody cares about it on the ice. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's, that's what social media is, is it's an invite <laughs> into your personal world. Exactly. Therefore. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause, because like you got to think that in the, in the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, there was just no filters like there is now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the filters that make your pictures look good. Yeah, I'm talking about good. filtering your own content. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's a really, yeah, they'd have some, uh, some like 1980s version of Instagram posts that aged poorly. Well, like, I mean, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen what happened to a player like Grant Fuhrer, for instance, who got canceled, uh, in 1980s terms, uh, by being suspended from the league for his substance abuse. You think that some of those players may have shown up at that time partaking in some substance abuse. It's, it's just a allegedly. different world. It's hard to, allegedly. Oh, well, Hey, I'm just talking about the ones that got, a, got convicted of it, whatever, whatever that means. Um, allegedly but, and yes, but yeah, I just think that social media, it's hard to put a social media lens on an old day when social media wasn't yeah. a thing. Liam, do you have an answer for this? Yeah. I kind of just agree with Dan, I guess. <laughs> I, just I don't know. To- I think it's probably, I'm just trying to think of what social media be like in the eighties and it's already brutal now yeah. sometimes. So yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like back then. So just a lot of people smoking lung and darts all over the place. <laughs> yeah. You know? probably see a lot more pictures of guys smoking in dressing rooms. There would be a lot smoking in the dressing room, smoking in your car, smoking yeah. on the plane, smoking in school, <laughs> smoking at the hospital, smoking everywhere, smoking Smoke. in the boys Are room, smoking, smoking on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I could use one. I mean, what? <laughs> Tyler, do you have an answer for this? Ah, uh, no, not really. <laughs> Honestly, I just, yeah, social media would have been shitty back then, just like it is now. People are shitty. And if you give them a platform, they'll be shitty on it. Shitty people. Shitty people say shitty things. Shitty, just shitty, bang, shit. bang. Question number three. This one's way more fun. Dan, I'm coming back to you. If social media existed next year. If you could pick one celebrity to be the Oilers version of Drake. To the Raptors. Ooh. Who are you picking? 
I'll go first. Pinball Clemens. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> um, man. Does, does he have to be like from? Well, I mean, like that's kind of the fun is that Drake is from Toronto, but like that's a little bit tougher because we don't have the same kind of celebrities from Edmonton. So like, I'm going to say no. Just a guy who's an Oilers fan. Like if you, like Kevin Smith would be a good one. I think curling. So you got silent Bob just sitting there all the time, waving a towel yeah. around. I'd watch that. Curling legend, Ben Hebert. He was at the game on he Tuesday. Was. Anybody have uh, any other names? Who would be your Drake for I mean, the Edmonton Oilers? How about Gizmo? I would just straight up pick Drake. If, yep. if I Nickelback. could get Kodak Black. Kodak Black twerking oh, up in the second. some extra. Uh, having Nickelback up in a suite oh, for playoff yeah. games. That would be beers, sweet. That was a good call. Right? Would good Nickelback call. would be sweet. And then all of a sudden they just bust out a, like, I don't know, a song, play whatever, how you remind They'll me. They'll be here in March. <laughs> June. Juno's in March. Jonathan Torrens yeah. is my pick. What about Massive that guy fan. who, Nathan Fillion. Yep. Mm-hmm. He is from Edmonton. Yep. What Throw was the movie he was in? Suicide Squad? He's in, yeah, he, yeah, he was in Firefly. Been in a ton of stuff. Rookie. Firefly uh, was, was the big. The, the rookie. The rookie or something. Yep. Yeah, and then TV he show. was also in. Firefly. Bones? No, it wasn't Bones. What was the show he was in? Castle. Castle. Yeah. That was it. I knew it was like one, one wood. <laughs> I never watched an episode of it, but I knew it. So there you go. He was supposed to be in Marvel. If we could get Ryan Reynolds to turn to Edmonton, pro Edmonton all the time, let's do it. All right. Or I got Seth some Rogen. Edmonton yeah. celebrities that may work. I'm in on all of them. Well, Two of three. Cheech. Uh, it was Tommy Chong, actually. Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. yes. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Ah, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Love Back to the Future. We just come out in a DeLorean. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They don't drive him around anymore in the Ford, like on in between. He just comes out in a DeLorean and goes around. I dig it. In the playoffs, he goes, where we're going, we don't need roads. And everybody just, Wah! <laughs> it's just, it's just the DeLorean out in the lobby from now on. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that. There used to be a DeLorean in my neighborhood. I haven't seen it in a long time. I hope that guy is okay. <laughs> so then back to the future. He might have. <laughs> Did you see any burning tire he marks in have. your area? <laughs> Once you get to 88 on the Henday. <laughs> uh, they did uh, warn him. Don't go over 87. Last question. Ask the idiots this week. If you want to submit a question for the boys, just slide on into my DMs. They don't get a peek at these until I ask them for their opinion. Very, very important question, Liam. That's why I'm starting with you. What is the ultimate sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been waiting for this moment. I I don't Thank make you, these ones often, and you're gonna think it's a little. You think I'm gonna say something crazy, but it's not that crazy. Toasted bread, mm-hmm. obviously, so it becomes toast, but not too toasted, just slightly get, toasted. Get to Golden. it, and then I'm saying my story. You'll have your time. I'm never mind. <laughs> Tuna mayonnaise, mm-hmm. and then you put cheese over, it and you melt the cheese. Oh, nice little tuna melt. Sweet corn. Mm. And cucumber on the sandwich on the sandwich. You lost me at the cucumber, but I, I'm with you for the you rest. Can cut up the cucumber as well, so it's just. Well, I didn't expect to put you, a whole do you, cucumber. Yeah, do you, do you, do you uh, <laughs> dice up the cucumber? Add the cucumber, the quart into the tuna. You cube it, and then do you mix it in with the tuna? You slice, or are you the doing the tuna and then adding the? I put it under the cheese. So then the cheese kind of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Liam, when I make that sandwich, I slice the cucumber lengthwise and I just put each half on either side of the sandwich. Yep. I just put the whole cucumber in as a 100%. circular thing, <laughs> a cylindrical add cucumber. to my yeah. 
sandwich. Tyler, what is the best sandwich of Peanut all? Peanut butter time? and jam. Oh, the classic. Just a nice. It's good in so many meals. Breakfast, solid. As a lunch, solid. Snack. Get home late at night. Good sandwich to have. What's the J though? What flavor of J? Strawberry. Okay, I'll allow it. Rick, what is the ultimate sandwich? It's got to be. It's got to be meat. And I think you're gonna go with the like the Italian sandwich. So you go to the the BMT at Subway, pretty mm. much the Erla uh, uh, sandwich. Got a nice Italian one. You go to the Italian center, you get their hot sandwich. It's an Italian sandwich. That's true. Thank you, Nation Dan. What is the ultimate sandwich? It's a Donaire. I feel like this is a conversation all oh, of a sudden. It's a hot dog. <laughs> if we know that's a the sandwich idea. needs two pieces of bread. Yep. Not just a wrap. I, yep. You need a, you need the, the engine and the caboose. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't, I didn't ask what your guys's favorite was. <laughs> I asked, they asked what mine was. And my answer is still don't air. Dinner, from Halifax too. I feel like you're going to get kicked out of the city for that. I'm yep. not from Halifax. Let, oh, that, let, that, <laughs> let that stand on the record. This is why he had to leave. Yep. He started calling a Donaire a sandwich and they're like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Don't when I came pack, when I came to Edmonton, now. I came back to Edmonton. I had a Donaire for the first time here with the cheese on it. And it just threw me for a loop. Every time King of Donaire had one, I always had cheese. Yep, that's true. They do that out there now. King for me, not good enough for their city. I love a Donaire is not a sandwich, but for me, <laughs> The ultimate sandwich. I've had three of them this week. It's the BLT. It's classic. Yeah. Wow. I love a BLT. Like Arby's. Don't go wrong. Devastated. Well, Arby's doesn't pay me. So if I'm making a sandwich on my own, BLT. Yeah. No, the Italian sandwich will rank a little bit higher than a, than a, uh, a beef and cheese. This is a great question. We should ask more questions like this. Please. Yeah. I like those questions. More of those. That one's from Scott. Shout out to Scott. Nice work, Scott. Tyler is getting antsy, so we're going to wrap up this podcast with some hot and cold performers. I got to get my buttons ready. Tyler, are you prepared? Not really. Do you want to do word association instead? No. Okay. No. Just check it. Give you an opportunity. Liam, you are up first. Your cold performer of the week. Well, I think there's only one place to go for me for the cold performer of the week, and it's right here in this orange chair. It's me. <laughs> You missing my boy Devin score. You deserve this. Finally score a goal. And I wasn't there to see it. I also missed his assist against Colorado. <laughs> so that man is just getting minor penalties. I see them, but I never see the point. So terrible. Me, Liam. What the hell is going on? You have an answer? Content creation. Okay. Tyler, you were up next. <sighs> Your cold performer of the week. I've just been kind of bummed out because. And sitting on the weekends, watching a ton of golf, and it looks beautiful. Baseball starts tomorrow. Jays are back in action, starting their spring training schedule. It's going to be beautiful in Florida. And it's still goddamn minus 20 here. That's my cold performer of the week. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I want to do fun summer activities. Like what? Throwing a ball over the river. Exactly. Drinking on a patio. Mini golf? Drinking in my backyard. Drinking while doing mini golf. (laughs) What about regular golf? Regular golf with a side of drinking. Rick, your cold form of the week. Well, I was going to give it to the weather because it's freezing. I do not like this, but I'm going to go somewhere else here. I'm going to go with, and it's not like the regular streaming channels and whatnot, but I'm getting really annoyed when they're taking sports off cable and putting on streaming sites. I would like to watch some of this XFL. Could I watch it last night? No, it's not on television. It's only on some sort of streaming. I'm not paying extra money just to watch this stupid shit. Put it back on TV like it's supposed to be. Oh, get cold. Nation Dan, you're a cold performer of the week. 
I'm with you, Rick. I Thank want you. the Sportsnet app and ESPN Plus to be added back to the NHL app so I can watch my hockey games normally again. Yeah, we'll watch anyway. XFL. Go watch go TSN Go or whatever the hell. It, That's so what dumb. do I need this for? Is that what Put it is? back on TSN. That is ridiculous. They have five of them. I know. <laughs> Three of them need to be playing the Steel Lumberjack competition, though, so there's no Those room. are sweet. Pretty yeah, cool. You don't need yeah. it on three channels, though. If you were going to be in a lumberjack contest, Tyler, which one do you think you could win? None of them. There you go. Oh, come on. The chopping one. Level. Where is, the, is there yeah. one where they do some sort of climbing? I'm a pretty quick climber. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got you that got thing the- where you rope it around the thing. <laughs> yeah. You shimmy. Yeah, yeah I, I could right do that. There. I could do that. Yeah. I also like the one where they chop, chop, and they wedge the thing in, and then they <laughs> climb up. up. Chop, chop, move. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the steps. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Nation Dan, you're going for the week. Uh, my cold performer of the week is going to come from six days ago. Uh, it was on the ESPN broadcast, the ducks and the Kings. Uh, we almost had a goalie fight. Phoenix Copley was pumping a guy with a blocker a couple of times. Uh, and then Gibson went to center ice, pulled the Mike Smith and was waiting there for his, uh, dance partner, slammed his stick down to try and get his attention. Copley upon hearing the stick clanging, I'm watching the clip. So I'm giving you the play by play, (laughs) uh, decided to get up and try to oblige. Let's do this. this game. The referee just jumps the Copley right away and says, no, it's not happening. And then on top of that, the ESPN announcer doubles down and says that goalie fights are bad for the game of hockey. That guy so needs I to just, be fired. Was that Skilleter? I bet I you that just, is Skilleter. It's I, you know what, as a referee, whatever, you don't want to lose control of that situation. Fine. But then for the announcer to then double down and say that hockeyfights.com broke the last time that a goalie fight happened just for, for the record, goalie fights are great for the game. Goalie fights are entertaining. Nobody hates goalie fights except for you, ESPN. You're my cold performer of the week. Reply to the LA, I have ducks tweet. I can't remember exactly what they said, but they were basically chirping Felix Copley or whatever it was. And LA replied, Felix Copley has as many wins this season as you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's, not bad. I always think it's fun when they say things like goalie fights in this case are bad for the game as if the UFC isn't one of the biggest <laughs> fucking sports on earth. Goalie right fight starts. People are turning the t- turn it off, turn it off. Yeah, to I, watch, go, I can't go. watch. I can't watch. And like the announcer was in the building. The crowd was going crazy, like going nuts because there's a fight down on the ice. I don't know. Like it's just empirical evidence. Of course. Of course. Uh, I don't remember what my cold performer was. Well, now I complained about something on better late than never on Wednesday. I don't remember what it was now. What was it? Liam, you made the clip. What was the righteous act being? Double um, double the, oh, the Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly trade. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Are you double dipping? He's double dipping. That's Rick's right. I'm plugging my own podcast. Rick is accusing you of double dipping. This is double dipping. It is. Uh, <laughs> really cold is. performer of the week is my memory as I get older. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Happens to the best of us. Righteous sack beaten was, I got it right here. Yeah, good. Yeah, the Ryan O'Reilly trade annoys me. I remember why now. Because <laughs> you didn't, didn't come here. Last week, I remember what it was. It was the fucking fake insiders that pop out around this yeah. time of year. I don't even understand the joke. It's, not. it's annoying. Get out of here. But nerds with the new badge verification badges, just about any emoji works to fake it now. Yep. <laughs> nice job, Elon. All right, let's uh, let's finish off the podcast with some positives. Tyler's completely checked out. He's been on his phone for the last 20 minutes, so we're going to finish off with a hot form of the week. It's gone too long. <laughs> has not. People love Listeners, it. Listeners, tell us, has it gone too long? Daniel, My hot yeah. performer of the week is going to be a quick one for Tyler, and it's just Connor McDavid because we get to keep watching this guy. 
He's an Edmonton Oiler, and it's a beautiful thing. He's a hot guy. Yes, he is. Rick, hot form of the week. Well, let's go and give it to the guy who does not lose. Let's go and give it to Big Vin. Why? Mm. Why not? Pissy pants, your check. <laughs> Zach and Kennedy went to Rexall Place and got a last chance behind the scenes look at the old barn. Now we have a cool drink menu from Rexall sitting up in our studio. And I think they did a great job and it brought back, they just brought back a lot of cool nostalgic stuff. So shout out to Zach and Kennedy. Pour it on! Including one of the programs. Programs. About a young Jack Michaels. Yep. Welcome he, to the gang. He should have gotten a 1,000th game shout out from us as a hot performer as well. We're still, We're still time. Okay. Still Maybe going. I got him on my list over here, Tyler. <laughs> I didn't. Liam, your hot form of the week. Mine goes to my friend Zach for outdueling me at who can eat the most ribs. Wow. How many do you have? Yeah, 21. I had 19. What oh. kind of ribs are we talking here? Like, are we talking baby back ribs and... I don't know. Where were you? I was at a place that used to be friends of us, but no longer is. We could still okay. say we Montana. Montana's all you can eat ribs on Wednesday. Right. I, had, I had apple chipotle. chipotle. <laughs> like you, fit, you head, you went head to head with that. Twenty one nineteen for rib. Mono, we mono. Well, there's three other guys there, but they were no competition for what <laughs> we were playing down. I had sorry, I had twenty. He had twenty one. Oh, you could have powered one back, 20, but there was is because they came out into like so many, and I would have had to order another rack. Just a go box or a pocket ribs. I just wanted yeah. to eat. He earned it. Shout mm-hmm. out, Zach. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Sounds like more summer content. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's what I do on a Wednesday. Um, first of all, Jack Michaels, I had that written down here. I'm just going to, Oh yeah. Right. Shout out to you, Jack Michaels for doing your thing. I suppose Tyler ruined it for me. So I will say Ryan Nugent Hopkins. My boy has nine points over his last five games, four goals, five assists. He is red hot right now. And I could not be more pumped for the dude. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is my hot performer of the week. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot. Cause I'm flat. You ain't cause you not. Tyler, you want to do another 30 minutes? You guys can feel free. Actually, no, I didn't want to take my computer home. Says, no. Let's do it. You guys, we got my truck's hour. been started for five. So yeah, let's wrap her up. Lastly, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to tell you Withers nation 15th birthday party tickets are available at nationgear.ca. They're $20 and seven cents. Get it. Yes. Is that the pint downtown on a Saturday, March 18th? We're going to be raising some money for free play for kids. We're going to have the swag bag. You're going to get the t-shirt. We're going to have the raffles. You're going to have giveaways. We may even have some nation staff behind the bar provided that they can pass a test. <laughs> you want in? Of course you do. Come on over to nationgear.ca and then get your tickets. This thing is going to sell out. I promise you we're probably about halfway there already. Get your tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets. Get them fast, please. In the meantime, we're going to sit here and do another 20 minutes while Tyler wastes some gas. Dan, what do you want to talk about? Warming up my vehicle. I would love to have a chat about the road conditions today, bag milk. (laughs) I was, uh, I was driving into work today and I thought to myself, man, that road is glossy. He turned it off already. (laughs) There we go. Wrap it up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.